Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. And welcome in to another episode of Farm to Fame. I am Kelsey Wingert. That is Peter Moylan, our Aussie, and that is our Captain O, our Captain drinking the water, Maddie Mass. Holy smokes, what a day we have had in free agency. Justin Verlander, Mets. Trey Turner, Phillies. Duh. Jacob deGrom a few days ago. Howdy, partner. Texas Rangers are calling. <laughs> Peter. Yeah. You were asleep. <laughs> I was asleep. I was. I was rudely awakened to a lot of notifications on my phone. Mm. Like we get rid of DeGrom and they just replace him with Verlander in the Mets. You knew they were going to do that. I know, but it just doesn't hit you until it hits you. But it also, the, 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 the number is astonishing. Okay. Talk to me about that. Well, when I saw... I mean, are you talking AA? Because the AAV tied the highest AAV in MLB history right. that he just got. Is he worth $43.3 million a year? Can Justin Verlander duplicate what he did this past season? I see no reasons why he cannot. There was no slowing down. I mean, playoffs were the playoffs, but what he does over the body of work of a full season, you can't argue with it. The boys were talking about who you'd rather have, whether it be DeGrom or Verlander right now. That's a really, really solid question because I honestly don't know the answer to that. I think a healthy Jacob DeGrom is the best pitch in the world, but Verlander's been as good as him and more sturdy, more more reliable over the years. One major injury was his TJ. But I also look at the... And not to just drag it back to the Braves, but I look at the 20 million that, that the Braves gave Charlie Morton before the end of the season for a one-year deal. And I'm like, okay, well, that sort of shows you where the starting pitching market is right now. Mm -hmm. Charlie Morton gets 20 million for one year. Justin Verlander gets 40 a year for two. Yeah. So, so Charlie Morton's a bargain, I guess, right? Well, there's been, yeah, but there's been stupid money thrown out to pitchers. It's been so fun to follow along. Excuse with me. Excuse me. That is well-deserved money. From oh, yeah. Teams. I just said I love it. <laughs> I love seeing this money being thrown around. Um, but you were talking about DeGrom. I think Maddie and I went through this. I don't know if it was with you or maybe Jolly, but in the last three years for Jacob DeGrom. So it was in 2019, he had 32 starts full season in 2020 he had 12 starts which do you have any recollection that sounds like a full season in 2020 2060 games so yeah that's probably full season okay so 2021 only 15 starts that was that insane year and 15 starts he had a 1.08 era 
And in 2022, only 11 starts. So the last two years, we haven't even seen them for 20 starts. So that was kind of the conversation we were having is like, how much did the, the last two years and his health, how much more money could he have gotten? Even if they weren't these, I mean, Jacob deGrom, full season, we're expecting a sub three ERA. If, I mean, how much did these last two seasons hurt the money that Jacob deGrom got? Not that he didn't get paid, but. I I, I don't even want to think about what the number would have been had he been healthy since 2019, because yeah. had he made every start and been Jacob deGrom, we could be looking at the, I mean, it's, I don't even want to think about it. It could have been 40 a year for 50 a year for five years. I mean, I crazy numbers. Yeah. So who who would you more so want at this point, Verlander or DeGrom? I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to say Verlander, honestly. Okay. Just because he, I've seen him being able to adjust and make comebacks when everybody thought he was done years ago. And he just keeps getting better. He doesn't keep getting better. He keeps, he stays the same and he introduces new pitches and he, and he gets better. He's, he's never resting on his laurels and just saying, you know what? I am what I am. He's always mm -hmm. trying to get better. He's added, as I said, he added a slider and it's just like, it's not that easy to just add pitches. This is what, what I want people to understand is that yes, the technology makes it a little bit easier now because you can go and get all the data and you can get the slow motion cameras and all the rest of it. But still, I tried to throw a change up for 14 years and I couldn't do it. It's not, you can't just say, oh, you know what? I'm just gonna mix in a new couple of pitches and see how that goes for me this year. Like guys grow up throwing a certain way. It's not as easy as, as he makes it. The World Series ended a month ago today. How do you, with Justin Verlander's age, do you think that will affect him at all, pitching as deep into the year as he did compared to the other starting pitchers coming no. off of Tommy John? I think he prepares himself as good as anyone. Um, and, I mean, if, if there's going to be a slowdown, I think we would have seen that this year. Yeah. I pitched into my 40s, and I, I you know, for me it was more about preempting what's going to happen and, and and making sure that I was prepared for him. He's, he's a, he's a beast. You can see that he, like his body hasn't changed. His body stays the same. He's still as big as he was when he was a kid, if not bigger, the legs are strong. Everything's, it doesn't look like there's any kind of slowdown in him at all. So Justin Verlander got, what was his, a two year 86 million. So you look at the Mets rotation for next year. Take out Jacob DeGrom, you put in Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer are your one-two punch. You have Carlos Carrasco. You have David Peterson. You have Taylor McGill, um, who we only saw in nine starts last year. Mm -hmm. Do you like that rotation for the Mets, or do you think, think they still done. need to go out and replace Chris Bassett with a, with a stronger three than Cookie Carrasco? I don't think they're done yet. I think they want to add to that. I think they saw what happened last year and I think they want to make sure that they, someone said the other day, and I can't remember who it was, but the five starters you have are never going to be the same five starters for the yeah. whole year. So yeah. you need depth. There's no way the Mets are done adding. Do they go after Carlos Rodon? I'm sure. I'm sure there's conversations. There's okay. th it's this free agency has blown me away. I thought we were done with the 10 year 
11-year, 14-year contracts. Like, I, I, th I honestly thought that the trend was going the other way in the last two or three free agencies where we're going to see much bigger AAVs and shorter length contracts so that owners aren't stuck with a 40-year-old making $30 million on their roster that can't run to first base. Okay, so now you switch over to the contract that Jacob deGrom got from the Rangers, which, man, was that a jaw drop for when that news broke. I don't think anybody was expecting the news to break when it did on Friday night. Um, he gets five years, 185. It includes, an, it includes a conditional six-year option that would take the total deal to $222 million. It's a full no-trade clause. You know, good thing about Texas, but there's no state income tax. Is that how it works there? Texas and Florida, no state income tax. Um, so Jacob deGrom to the Rangers, which is just so interesting, the money that they've shelled out the last two years. But that rotation right now, Jacob deGrom, Martin Perez, John Gray, Jake Odorizzi, Dane Dunning. They're not even close to being a complete roster. And they've spent almost a billion dollars on three guys and gotten some of the biggest names the last two years in the free agency. But what what do you think that, and I know we're not AL people, but Speak what do yourself. you think? Oh, you are an AL person. Um, what more do you want to see from the Rangers? I don't understand why they gave him five years, first of all. But I, I, that's maybe that's just what it costs to go out and get your main guy for the next two. And you live with whatever that is. But... I'm shocked that I, th I honestly thought he was going to get a Verlander type deal to to prove himself again. But I guess this might be the last deal that he's it was, it is going to be the last deal he signs now that it's five yeah. years. Um, there's still a lot of pieces left to go into that that team to make them competitive, unless they're trying to set the core now and then build from within to bring up. Mm -hmm. But usually, you've got the core set before you add the big free agents. Well, I mean, you think the Rangers, I'm trying to look up their ETAs, which I'm assuming 2024 at the latest, the Rangers, you have Jack Leiter coming up, you have Kumar Rocker coming up. Jack Leiter has an ETA of this next season, 2023. Kumar Rocker has an ETA of 2025. I don't know how much weight you're putting on those two guys. Um but they have their number four overall prospect. His name is Owen White. He is an ETA of 2023. Um, so it seems like they feel they have some starting pitching depth and prospects, but I mean, you think that there's still one more move away in that rotation, Pete? What are you I say? have a question with that difference in the ETAs of Rocker and Lighter. How can they have one coming this year and one coming in three years? Well, Lighter, I mean, Rocker was just drafted this past year. I think you want him in the. I think you want him in the organization. The Lighter only had two months worth of work in the organization he was hidden away from us for half the season yeah in 2022 in AA, he had 22 starts he pitched 92 and two-thirds innings uh to a 554 era he's not ready to come up and, and throw 200 innings no um not that you expect that from your fourth or fifth starter but you also don't expect a lighter to be your fourth and fifth starter for much longer but the Rangers are just so interesting, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, those were two huge moves. Um, the money that Verlander got, good for him, dude. Coming off of, I mean, having to prove himself last year, coming off of TJ, and then he does what he does this year and really cashes in on it. Talk about hitting free agency at the right time. Mm. Um, how, 
what was your reaction when you woke up and saw Trey Turner, 11 years, 300 million to the Phillies? Blank face. Okay. I mean, they've needed a shortstop. Now they've got their shortstop. I haven't really had a consistent shortstop since Jimmy Rollins. Mm-hmm. And now they got one for 11 years and they got a really good one. They got one that can go and play center field if they need him to. They've got, I mean, obviously they don't sign him for that, but the options are uh, endless with, with him. He's electric. He can, I've seen him with the Nationals. I've seen him with the Dodgers. It's just, he's a complete baseball player. And it's, it's, uh, I can't say that I'm happy for them, but it certainly makes them better. This is a team that went to the World Series already and now they're getting better. So, yeah. There are there are other divisions in the National League besides the NL East that people can sign in, just to let everybody know. <laughs> yeah. So Trey Turner goes back to the NL East. He's reunited with Bryce Harper. Um, you know, we when the World Series was going on, this was something that we kind of talked about a lot. About I was so happy for the Phillies because they have gone out there and they have made the big free agent signings. And now you have Bryce Harper, you have JT Real Muto, you have Trey Turner, you have Aaron Nola leading that rotation. I mean, you have some guys on that squad. Um, and like you said, I mean, did they lose anybody to free agency notable? Mm, not from the lineup, the prediction lineup that I saw this morning, it looked pretty similar to last year. And we still don't know. We still don't know exactly how much time Bryce Harper is going to miss. Well, and here's what's crazy about that, right? So he's he's going to have Tommy John. They've announced that. What I am concerned about is that with the pitchers, Tommy John, we get to the six or seven month mark, and then we go through a full bullpen throwing program. Build yourself up. Start throwing fastballs. You know, it's it's a it's a process. With the position players, I don't know that they do the same sort of throwing to get their arms back. So. I mean, I'm sure people are well aware of this now, but I just really hope that they spend the time getting that back to full strength because, you know, he needs his arm. It's arms a weapon, but I'm just, I've just seen a lot of position players that have had to deal with Tommy John for years and years after it because they don't go through the same throwing program we do. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see how quickly he can come back compared to a pitcher. Um, have they tried to, have they predicted anything yet? Have they said that, like, what month is due to come back? I have not. And I'm kind of surprised he hasn't gotten the surgery yet. Yeah. Is that what, I mean, do you know that? I don't is know that. that. I mean, I don't know why you, why it would have been yeah. delayed. I yeah. I don't know either. You, you, you think you want to knock that out. Unless they were really, because there's the new one now where they don't do the full, the full TJ, where they just kind of do a, a half one and you come back in half the time. I'm not sure the actual details. I'm not a surgeon, as you might be aware, mm. but there are two, there are more options now. Um, but I would assume that with, when you have a contract like his, you want to nut this out as quick as you can. Yeah. Um, and some other, I mean, I'm just, I'm excited that the Phillies got him. I know that you are aren't too pleased about that. I did see on Twitter today that the Cardinals are getting um, active in the shortstop market. I mean, so you right now you're here in Dansby, obviously kind of being linked to the Braves, but Mark, Mark Bowman put an article today that said that Alex Anthopoulos and Dansby Swanson had a conversation that 
Alex Anthopoulos says he does not call free agents. So Dansby and his party must have um, initiated a call with Anthopoulos. Sounded like the call was civil, but no progression was made. You hear Dansby being linked to the Cubs, which would be interesting. Uh, mm. His fiance, he's getting married this weekend, fun fact. Um, and his fiance is a professional soccer player. If you've been living under a rock and she plays in Chicago, a lot of people don't see Dansby leaving the Braves. When I saw that the Cardinals were interested, um, they were trying to be active in this free agent market. And this is just completely surface level thoughts for me. Um, Tommy Edmond, switch hitter over there. I mean, you might want to, they might need to add another lefty bat to that lineup, but I kind of like Dansby just in the Cardinals organization in general, like hit the way he plays the game. Um, it, it, it reminds me of the Cardinals. It's, it's nose down. It's works hard. You got a good glove. Um, I don't know. I just, I could see Dansby fitting into that organization. Uh, they have a the lot last... of switch hitters in that lineup. I think they only have two solid, I mean, two um, cemented lefties in that lineup and then the switch hitters. But um, where do you see Dansby at this point now that the. the I can't see Dansby in anything else stops? but a Braves uniform. I, I just can't allow myself to see that. I can't allow myself to picture anything but an A on Dansby's head. Just because I, I mean, he's Atlanta. He, he's, he's, so, but you make a good point. When was the last time the Cardinals had a consistent shortstop or an everyday, you're going to pen that guy in the lineup for five straight years shortstop? Rafael Fakal? I mean, it's such a premium position that I see everybody needing Mm -hmm. at Dansby Swanson. Anybody that adds Dansby or or Bogarts or any of these guys that are left or Correa, they're adding a massive piece to their team. Who is the other team that's been linked? Oh, the Phillies were linked to Dansby. That so it was in my heart. It was the Cubs and the Phillies who are among the team showing active interest in Dansby Swanson. And then you put the Braves in there as well. I have no intel when I'm linking him to the Cardinals. When I just yeah. saw today that um, that the Cardinals were active in the shortstop free agent market, my brain immediately went, oh, Dansby would be a good Cardinal. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes – you imagine Dansby and Arenado on the left side of that infield? No, but like the <laughs> way that they – and I, I know I'm not comparing – I know Dansby just had a career year, but Nolan Arenado is one of the best third basemen we will ever see – in major league baseball. So I'm not necessarily trying to compare them, but the way that they play the game, mm. um, I, I don't know. I just, I just, Passion, could, yeah, fire. I could just see Dansby being a good fit over there. Um, but, and I don't even know if that's a city Dansby would be interested in going to. And, and the Cubs could be very intriguing for him, um, especially with Mal over there. Um, but it's, it's a baseball be, city. It so is, man. It, that's one of that is my favorite ballpark. If people ask me to name my favorite top five ballparks, St. Louis is number one. If you go in April and September, it's amazing. If you go any other month, it's it's the hottest place. On Earth. Yeah, yeah. Says the guy who covers the Braves in Atlanta. Yeah, um, a lot of AC in Atlanta. Are you putting Correa to the Dodgers at this point now? I don't want to. I, I guess we have to. This is a. I mean. 
They need a shortstop. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, there was a report linking Dansby to the Angels. Um, Angels have made a, a few preliminary offers to Dansby Swanson, although they weren't strong offers. Perry wants him. Perry obviously came from the Braves. Swanson does not mind playing out West and would love to play with Trouty and Otani. Interested to see how all of this um, plays out. But um, that could be interesting know. because you could see that as a, like a, hey, you know, the Angels have spent all this money over the last 10 years and haven't really done anything. I could be the difference maker that turns the franchise around, hang your hopes on Dansby Swanson. Like that's sort of, he's the kind of guy that could grab a hold of that kind of pressure and, and just say, yeah, let's go. Could you see him going to the Dodgers? No, Dansby? Yeah. I mean, I can you see can him see going anywhere. I don't want to see it, but what, I mean, this is what free agency, this was what beautiful about free agency. It could be, they could, they could literally come in and go, we'll give you Trey Turner's offer. And how can you turn that down? So if Trey Turner got his AAV is roughly 27.3 million. Carlos Correa, I mean, he opted out of an AAV of 32.5. So mm. you think Carlos Correa and Scott Boris are going to shoot for a higher AAV than that. If Trey Turner got 27.3 million, I think Dansby's probably going to get somewhere between 21 and 24 million. Is that about where you have him at on AAV? I didn't until this year, but yeah, I think, and I think I said it earlier that the hardest part with Dansby is that nobody really knows what his market is because it's been an 18 month turnaround of a career, but it's been so consistent for that 18 months. So it's, I think 2022 would be a bargain. I think 25 would be where I, he's at. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be interesting. A name that like, you just don't really see as much as Xander Bogarts. I mean, I feel like a lot of people just have him going back to the Red Sox, but. That was until this week though, right? Where have you seen him linked to? Well, they just said that they, they haven't thrown a competitive offer to him yet. Oh, I haven't seen anything on Twitter about Xander Bogarts. Right. That's, um, so anything yeah. you've seen is more than me. It was They haven't come with anything that's exciting yet. But um, maybe they have a right of reply. So, hey, whatever you go out and get, we, let us try and beat it. The thing is, you can tell if a guy is ready to stay or ready to go. Yeah. You know, if he loves it in Boston then they should try and make it work. If he's looking to go somewhere else, even if there's, a, if there's like an inkling or an itch to go somewhere else, then he should go and get as much money as he can somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just going to be interested when that second piece falls and who that second piece is going to be. Um, I find it very interesting that Dansby's getting married this weekend. Um, like, I don't really know if we should expect, I mean, he kind of has other things on his plate going on for the next week. I don't know if, he would, if he weren't getting married this weekend, I feel like he would be the next chip that I would predict to go. Um, but I don't know if I can predict that. I don't think a wedding is going to get in the way of free agency. Okay. He's, he's, he doesn't like free. I've never been in a big free agent, but it's not like you're sitting on the phone with teams every day. You okay. hear from your agent once a day, maybe once every two days, if there's any action and you just go about your life. So are these meetings that we see like Aaron Judge when he was in San Francisco, are those really to like to the like the guy guys that are about to get three to four hundred million? I mean, is that more reserved for those than your than your Dansby's than your Xander's? I think 
I mean, you've been guys that are, you've seen guys that are just trying to get a job, go to winter meetings, and you've seen guys that are Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge just arrived in San Diego this morning, from what I understand. So, I mean, he's going to be paraded around that place, and and guys are going to be putting the best sales pitches that you've ever seen on him. And mm -hmm. it's it's a sales job. Maddie. Sell your city, sell your club. Okay, oh, hold on. Can I can I ask this one question? Yeah, Maddie. Talk to me about the Yankees' big sighting, Brian Cashman, for four wow. years. Wow. Big news. Big news. Um, he's had the longest MLB career out of any of the other free agent signings today, so that in, it, <laughs> in and of itself is impressive to me. Great answer. Okay, I feel like we ask you this every week, but I feel like we just need to stay consistent. Where are you at on Judge right now? Um, now that Trey Turner's off the market, it it's uh, I mean, it always has been Judge or bust, but it, it's really Judge or bust. You don't seem very very confident at the moment. No, I'm fairly confident. Same as I've been. I mean, probably a seventy percent confidence. Do you um, think the Yankees have thrown the eleven year and the nine year deal that that is reportedly on the market? And the fact that they people know this is just nuts to me. Like that shouldn't be out there, but that could be the agents that are doing it. Hey, he's got a nine year deal. Someone comes with ten, we'll sign. That was nice, Pete. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, it's hard to say that you fully believe anything that you read, but. If nine years was offered, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Judge to me is the Nelson Cruz type, where if he eventually gets old and too old to play the field, DH. it's going to be the best DH in the in the American and now I guess National League as well for a while. So, <gasps> San Francisco Giants seems like a really good fit. Why do you say that? Just because he's from there and they're willing to spend money? I guess because all the graphics that I've seen are him in San Francisco. You know yeah, <laughs> I mean, I just like, I don't know. And I've said it before, but like, and, and I understand like Judge wants, and, you know, we've been saying, I think last week it was two weeks they were expecting him to sign. Now you're seeing it like one week until because he, and I think Maddie said this because he wants whatever team he signs with to be able to go out and make moves to build around him after. But man, I just feel like the Giants have so many more pieces to get um, on top of Judge. And I just, I mean, I, he's from there. I'm sure that's intriguing. They are obviously willing to get into this kind of like war with the Yankees over him. Um, but I don't know. Um uh, some details today also came out about Clayton Kershaw's one-year deal with the Dodgers. I feel like everybody in the last couple of weeks has realized that Clayton Kershaw is only 34. Um, and he just keeps getting these one-year deals. It was a one-year $20 million deal. I think a $15 million deal with a $5 million um, signing bonus. Why do you think Clayton Kershaw is just in this like one-year sentence Be constantly? Because he gets 23 starts a year now 24 starts a year now maybe so and you can never tell what's going to happen with him and he's back every single year like it's always something that that comes up with him and he's been in the league since he was 20 years old so it's like 
he's put some miles on that arm and that back. So I guess he's not one that's trying to break the bank with a last minute deal. He just wants to take it year by year to see how he feels. Yeah, I guess you're, I don't, I don't think I had realized. I mean, he hasn't pitched more than 30. He hasn't had more than 30 starts since 2015. Right. Um, what are the starting numbers? Uh, get, like how many games he started yeah. each year. Yeah. Okay. So starting in 2016, 21 starts, 2017, 27 starts, 2018, 26 starts, 2019, 28 starts, but pitched in 29 games. Okay. Um, 2020, 10 starts, which is close to a full season full. as we deemed earlier. 2021, 22 starts, 2022, 22 starts. There it is. That's, and and I, as he's the kind of guy, he got his big contract. Um, he Look, he could go somewhere else and probably get $30 million. I don't know that that's in his nature. I think he wants to be a Dodger. I initially, a couple of years ago, was was leaning towards him going back to Texas because- That's you what know, you see, yeah. The, the, the draw of home is strong, but he obviously, is, he's been in LA for, ever so yeah he every time I think about him I think about him in LA I think he wants to finish his career in LA at this point I just feel like we don't realize how young he is and I know that we just determined that he has not been pitching full seasons but his ERA in those years I mean a 350 his 355 ERA he had in 21 was the second highest of his career. In 2008, his first year, only um, he had 21 starts in his first year in 2008, pitched to a 426 after that. Every single year after that, besides two, he's been sub three. 2019, he had a 3.03 ERA. So I'm, I'm putting that above a three. And in 2021, he had a 3.55 ERA. I mean, it's just... Not I, and I don't think that he's undervalued, um, but man, I mean, you just take a look at some of these, and it, it almost famer. impresses you more than you are, are. You know how good he is, but you look at these numbers, and you're like, man. You know what's funny? Somebody said this to me, I think this year, and they said the difference between great players and Hall of Famers is the consistency of your career. And you look at mm -hmm. that. There's no bad years. There's no yeah. And if it is, it's usually due to an injury or whatever it is, and it's usually a bounce back the very next year. So if it's a down year, it's only one. You never see the the the, the back to back terrible yeah. years from from Hall of Famers, and he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, um, yeah. Sure. So I mean, those were the three besides Carlos Rodon. Those were the three top names that are off the board for starting pitchers: Verlander, Degrom, and uh, Kershaw, all off the board. Um, was there anything else that was interesting that came out today? Uh, part of the Verlander contract that I thought was interesting, that if he pitches more than 140 innings in 2024, it vests into a player, op his option vests as a player option at $35 million, um, for 2025. Full no trade for Verlander. Um, Mets are going to be tough. Philly's going to be tough. Oh, the NL East, man. Yeah, dude. The NL East is brutal. <sighs> Um, I'm going through my Twitter notifications to see if there is anything else before we switch over yeah. to roll five Yankees and giants are currently the two most prominent teams in the Aaron judge sweepstakes sources say other teams remain on the periphery. 
Um, man. Um, Judge has been trending, I feel like, every day of free agency. Well, yeah. Um, some of the industry believe Aaron Judge already has a nine-year offer in hand. Is that what you were referring to about the Yankees? Yeah. yeah. Um, it must be so nice to know that you can accept an offer of nine years from a team and say, thank you, I'll be back. I'm yeah. just going to go see what else I can get. Yeah. I'm so curious to see whenever that drops. Um, Jeff Passan had a good tweet today. He said that the trade turner signing by the Phillies takes total spending by MLB teams this winter to over a billion dollars without Judge, Correa, Bogarts, Rodon, Swanson. Yeah, I, I'm just reading that tweet. Wow. If only there was money in Major League Baseball. <laughs> um, okay. Is there anything else that you guys... Um, oh, the, John Morosi tweeted out, the Angels, Red Sox, and Blue Jays are among teams with interest in Kode Senga, who is among mm. the top available free agent starters. It's a guy, if you go a few episodes back, we did kind of a deep dive um, coming over from uh, the MPB. Um, so my bench coach is head of international scouting for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And... Uh, He's into he he says that there's a lot of guys in Japan that, that could be posting shortly that could make very interesting targets for teams. I saw I that get him, the I should get him on here one day, honestly. Yeah. Um I saw that the outfielder hadn't been posted yet. Alrighty. Uh now we're the rule five draft is coming up on Wednesday, the day that this episode released. It's gonna start at 5 p.m. Eastern um during the winter meetings. We also have on Tuesday, the day before this episode comes out, is gonna be the first ever MLB draft lottery. Um, Washington Nationals, Oakland A, Pittsburgh Pirates all have equal odds for the number one pick of 16.5%. It's gonna be interesting. But Maddie. Our Rule 5 draft preview is brought to us by our friends at DraftKings. That's right. And it is the time of year that everyone is excited about the gifts, the holiday spirit. But what about all the basketball? Because when I throw down on the NBA action, I got to be with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings same game parlays. I was watching Jalen Brunson's Knicks take on Sadiq Bey's Pistons last week. That would have been a heck of a game to put a same game parlay on for both of those guys to go for over 15 points. And Maryland sports fans specifically, you got to listen up right now. DraftKings Sportsbook is live in your state. So now everybody, including those in Maryland, can download the app now to get in on the Holiday Hoops action. Sign up with the code JOHNBOY. Place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do only a drafting sportsbook with code John boy minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details
Okay, so the Rule 5 drop coming up on Wednesday. Just remember, this is going to be the first one in two years. Um, last year's was canceled due to the lockout. Um, this is also the first MLB Rule 5 draft since MLB rosters were expanded to 26 players. So those larger rosters are going to make it slightly easier for teams to carry Rule 5 picks um, than it was in previous years when there was only the 25-man roster. Um, so if you're listening to this, you're probably familiar with the Rule 5 draft, but it happens every year at the winter meetings. Teams go in reverse order of season standings. They can select a player if there's space on their 40-man roster in the MLB portion, or if there's space on their 38-man AAA roster in the minor league portion. That minor league Rule 5 draft follows the MLB yeah. Rule 5 draft. Um, if a player is selected in the MLB portion of the Rule 5 draft, which is what I'm going to focus on, they must be kept on that 26-man roster for the full season. Um, and there's 100000 paid for uh, $100,000 paid from the new team to the old team. And if a player doesn't stay on the 26 man for the full season, they're offered back to his former team for only $50,000. Um, you saw a bunch of teams that were adding guys to their 40 man roster. I think it was last week or the week before. That's because mm -hmm. obviously if you're added to the 40 man roster, you're going to be protected from uh, the MLB portion of the rule five. And then players added to the 38 man triple a roster are protected from the minor league portion that will follow. Um, so essentially the minor league portion of this focuses on players outside of the top 78 players in that organization, the 40 from uh, the 40 man and then the 38 from the 38 man and AAA. Mm -hmm. um, so there were a bunch of guys that we saw protect protected and put on the 40 man, which I'm sure you saw a lot of those guys um, on Twitter. They're the top prospects in those organizations, the guys that these organizations are not going to let another mm -hmm. organization get. Um, but we have a list of, well, it's really just two guys who are the highest ranking prospects who are potentially up for grabs. Um, the first guy is Dominique Canzone. Canzoni. Um, he's with the Diamondbacks. He's Arizona's 19th overall prospect. He was drafted in the eighth round in 2019. Um, but in 88 AAA games in 2022, he hit to a 284 average, 16 home runs, 18 doubles, hmm. 68 RBI, 14 stolen bases, and 838 OPS. And they didn't protect um, him. Mm -mm. Wow. Um, and he has a 297 lifetime average in the minor leagues. Um, Another guy who's listed on here actually comes from the Braves, Pete, Victor Vodnik. Hmm. He's a right-handed pitcher. Um, I'm not he, sure. Victor Vodnik, like you were saying, right-handed pitcher. He pitched to a 234 ERA this season across AA and AAA. Uh, 31 games, pitched 34 innings, so he's one of those relievers. And a lot of times we see relievers – not get protected unfortunately so yeah. um because we're disposable we'll maddie that's what we, yeah. we're the kickers of the of the mlb that's what they say we're disposable Aww. yeah that's okay hey um look, look at where we are now kels yeah and, and then there's career 310 baby there's one other guy eric miller is he's a lefty he's the phillies number seven prospect and just hearing number seven prospect of any organization is a little crazy that, you know, that's somebody that doesn't get protected. Um, but again, he's a reliever that pitched 36.1 innings last season, uh, mostly in double A. He had the 2.23 ERA coming out of the bullpen, struck out 44 in those 36 plus innings, only walked 17. 
Um, so that's another one of those where these were like three of the guys that I looked at like a bunch of different team specific blogs. And it seemed like these were the three names that just continually came up that every team is mm-hmm. looking at yeah. in, in adding. It's a free for all right now too, Maddie. I mean, when you talk about every single kid in the minor leagues who thinks they get a deserve a shot to be either in AAA or the big leagues are, are looking at this week and hoping that some other team picks them up like a Tigers or an Oakland or, you know, because let's be honest, there are a lot of teams out there that have guys that, that may not make big league rosters on competitive teams. So if you get a chance to get in one of those organizations and you get a chance to, to get a month in the big leagues, then who knows what could happen? You could turn that into a, a career. Another this, name that, oh, sorry, Maddie. No, you're good. I was just going to say that Peter's saying it's a free-for-all. It truly is this year more than any other year even. Um, I read that there were 176 prospects that ranked in their organization's top 30 prospects ranking or list. Yeah. Only 76 of the 176 total got added to 40-man rosters and protected, which that's a 43.2% total. And that is therefore the lowest it has been uh, since 2015. So in terms of guys getting protected, we're, we could be looking at a lot of shakeup coming in the next uh, few days while we're looking ahead to this draft. And some notable former Rule 5 drafts for those that didn't know, Joachim Soria, Dan Ugla, Josh Hamilton, and Johan Santana have all, were all picked up in the Rule 5 draft and had pretty decent careers. So not Camargo, Santana. <laughs> um. Another name who's really interesting to me in the Rule 5 draft who wasn't protected is Jake Magnum. Um, Mm. He was a big guy at Mississippi State. He was drafted, I think, in the fourth fourth round in 2019. I had it up somewhere. And you guys know how I feel about SEC baseball, SEC West. Dude, his final year at Mississippi State hit 358. Um, he's not a home runner, home run hitter. He hits for average. He had 351 in 2018, 358 in 2019. Um, but he's an outfielder in the Mets organization right now. And, and in last Love year, outfielders. I know Pete Crow, I'm sure he's with the Cubs though now. Um, but he hit 306 in um the minor leagues last year between rookie ball and he made it all the way up to triple A. And in triple A, he hit 333 um in 33 games and he was not protected um so again he's not someone that's going to hit for power but he's going to hit for average he's going to give you a high average a high ops um high ops i mean high obp um but he's going to be one to look out for as well but that'll be really interesting to follow along with for sure Mm -hmm. um especially because Guys who are picked up in the Rule 5 have to be added to that 26-man roster for the whole year. Want to do some lingo? Yeah, let's get into Aussie lingo. And before we go, here's a Blitzball trailer. Nice. 
Wasn't that a good video? Oh my god. <laughs> Rip my ears out. It was so good. Okay. Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. Spelt W O O P W O O P. A fart. <laughs> Maddie? Um, I'll say that this is a chicken pot pie. You would say he lives at whoop whoop, meaning he lives in an isolated place or destination outside your local area, usually far away. He's at bloody whoop whoop, mate. Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. All righty. I think Peter has practice to get to. Check out the new uh, John Boy Media gear that got posted on the site. Yeah. Uh, Peter actually like my delivery. Oh, I I paid for this. Don't don't be fooled. I place ridiculous orders every time we have a drop. Um, but this one's pretty cool. Um, uh, we love you guys. Happy free is that, agency. Is that Happy like a triple meetings. XL? Or are you just are you, are you this just is a medium? It's a medium. Okay. It's big. You're little. Um, man, who are we going to be talking about next week? I'd like that they waited until the morning of our show to announce all this. So if they could do that next week as well, so we could break it, that'd be great. <laughs> okay. Uh, pay attention to Jake and Jimmy at winter meetings. Happy winter meetings. Happy free agency. We love you guys. Farm on, farm often. We will see you next Wednesday.